welcome to the bookshelf at the end of the universe and we're back after like two months so we're back we're ready in action and we're doing two books in one in this episode um i am of course your lovable host everyone loves me hopefully um elliot and on the other microphone is my beautiful mom Kristen. hi i'm mom and beautiful uh, so, what what books, what two books are we talking about today? Do you know? Um, I'll be honest. I, I don't have many notes to bring to the table today. That's fine. Other than, like, library recommendations, this is an area, I'll be honest, is kind of a weak point for me as a reader. I like the concept of it. So, we're talking about fairy tales, um, and fractured fairy tales i think that that's a really cool area to study and to like go in depth on but for me as a reader i just um never quite jumped into that but i do like the fractal fairy tales i've read i like them so we're talking about fairy tales yeah and i mean it's fine if you didn't bring any notes you can just like robin williams this whole thing and just improv it all yeah i could do that yeah um so we're talking about the last Rose by Leah Cypress, and then we're talking about uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales by Philip Pullman. And if you recognize Philip Pullman, that's because he wrote uh, his do- the His Dark Materials series, the Golden Compass and stuff. Uh, we'll talk on that later, but we're going to hop first into The Last Rose. Um, and I got this sent as an arc, which is pretty much most of our podcast now um so yay and it was sent to us by penguin so penguin you have always been the love of our life please (laughs) please keep sending us books we'll try to read them um and i mean it falls in fantasy you know it's a fairy tale it's a spin on beauty and the beast um and some quick content warnings uh, there's dead slash absent parents, sketchy dad, missing siblings, and kidnapping. Um, and let's just talk a little bit about the. Wait, author. can I go back to the the uh, yeah. the content warnings? Like that just sounds like every Disney movie ever. Yeah, it's just spin on Beauty <laughs> and the Beast. I know, but I'm thinking in general. That's just every single Disney movie. Whoop. Dead parents? Let's look at, I don't know, what's it, Frozen? And then, yeah, you know, just... Oh, no, missing sibling? What could that be? Huh. Which one would that be? Which one had a missing sibling? I have no idea, to be honest. Okay, but yeah. Kidnapping, Snow White. There you go. Yeah, no. And Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. You know, because Disney takes fairy tales, and that's part of their fracturing of fairy tales. Okay, so go ahead. Tell me about The Last Rose. By the way, this book... It went on sale December 5th, so we are a little bit late to try to get it up before, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so December 5th. It just released a while back. Very good, though. Very good. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about the author, and um, the author's only written three books, so I tried to find as much information as I could find about her. Huh? Um, author of Thornwood Glass Slippers and the Piper's Promise, first of three in the Sisters Ever After series, so it's a whole series, and I was sort of hesitant on jumping into this book, because I thought, oh, it's a series, so if I, this is like book four, so I might miss a whole bunch, but 
it's one of those series where you can hop in anywhere and you're fine basically so were the other three books that you saw in the series were they all fracture fairy tales also it seems like it yeah okay so like what are the other titles that you Uh, are the other fairy tales that you remember them getting into uh well i saw those like glass slippers so i'm thinking that might be um cinderella yeah and then piper's promise uh pied piper i'm taking it okay um and uh, she wrote large parts of The Last Rose in a Rose Garden. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, sort of ironic how... I'm pulling it up right... It. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up the others just to look. Cause again, yeah. I came with no notes. Yeah, I've I've never read this series. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen them in shelves in libraries and bookstores, though. Um, so, just a spoiler-free summary. This is just a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. But with girls and turning into dogs and magic mirrors that somehow you can just walk through. Most of the other stuff, though, is basically the same as Beauty and the Beast. Kidnap dad. Um, d- evil beast that relies on a rose. But beast is not evil. And whole town hates beast. What I do like, though, is that in the beginning, though, the main character... um. God, I'm trying to remember her name. In The Last uh, Rose? Yeah. I know her sister is Mara. Oh, okay. Hold on. Your main character's name is... This is Mara, the only one who can save her beautiful older sister when she's kidnapped from the beast. Okay, so Mara's... Darina was kidnapped. Okay. So, um, so Mara... I feel like Mara acts as the Gaston of the story because she hates the beast. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Darina wants to marry the Beast, so the roles have been switched. Okay. And also, um, Mira can turn into a wolf. Okay. Ooh, cool. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, I know I shouldn't hop into quotes already, but... I mean, go for it. Why not? If you got them, I don't see a problem. Um, so this is in page 283, and it's from the grandma, um, who just has the name Grandma. What do you think grandma's name would be? Grandma. Every grandma's name is grandma. That's true. Hey, grandma, grandma. Or hey. granny or abuela. What? Oh, God. What about the Keebler elf? Isn't that a grandma, too? No, those are three old dudes that live in a tree. Oh. Anyway. The, okay, well, they're good grandpas, then. <laughs> it's a little fairy tale. You got elves. Yeah. Um, love is an emotion, and it cannot change who you truly are. I really like that quote, because it came in play near the ending. I don't want to spoil it, but Dad was getting a little angry, and he was a little ticked off, so Grandma sort of snapped at him. You know, as sometimes grandmas do that, like, Hey, watch your mouth, especially around your children. So don't. Lesson learned, guys. Don't pop off around kids or grandma will slap you with some hard quotes that will break your heart in half. So she's not slapping with a chunkla? Actually, when I saw that scene, I was like, dang, grandma just slapped him with a chunkla. With a verbal chunkla? Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, you fool. Um, And... I, in my personal opinion, we always go on adaptations, but I think this book would fit more 
particularly in the graphic novel section because of because I feel like if you were to do a movie, it would just be Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. But Disney would try to sue you because technically they own the rights to Beauty and no, the Beast. No, they don't. They, technically- they own the rights to their version of Beauty and the Beast. Good point. You yeah. can, like That's how this book was able to be made it's, because... It's a fractured fairy tale. It's a fairy... Yeah, they don't... Fairy tales exist. Like but Anyone can write Beauty and the Beast yeah. because it's out of publication, like out of copyright. So um, you can do that. That's fine. But, like, I don't, there's already, like, enough Beauty and the Beast movies and enough Beauty and the Beast bootlegs. Mm-hmm. Um, and already there's enough TV shows going around as is. So I think a, no- a nice book graphic novel would be nice because I feel like we aren't getting enough of those. So you hear that? You need to make a graphic novel version of this. I know. I'm already working on a. Are you? On oh, on this one? No, not on oh, this okay. one. But I'm working on a little project. So I want to ask you about this because yeah. you are a male reader and our main characters, main characters yeah. are female. For you as a male reader, mm-hmm. is it like, do you think a different experience reading these female driven stories? Um, yeah, it's a different experience because it's harder for me to relate to them because I don't have some of the same issues as they have. Right. Like the whole West of the Sea thing. I like the whole aspect of it, but it was sort of hard for me to relate to it because cause a lot of stuff they talk about is like growing up as a, to grow up to a woman, and I didn't really understand a lot of the womanly, like, growing up themes in it. Okay. Cause, you know. Well, I just didn't know, like, for you as a male, because I know typically in the libraries that I've been at and, and in conversations with other librarians of all different levels, um, a lot of times boys aren't gonna read books that have a female as your main character on the cover. Have I, you noticed that? Yeah, I'll try to read as much as I can if if, if it piques my interest. And but... it seemed like this one did. Yeah. Were you has yeah you were hesitant at yeah, first? I, I was, remember that. Yeah, I was hesitant. Did you... I was mostly hesitant about the whole series aspect. Okay. Oh, because it's a series, and yeah, I... like, oh, I'm jumping in on book number four, right? Yeah. Okay. So. That's, I just kind of wanted to get your, your feeling as a dude reading a girl's story. Yeah. Um, so here's a fun little librarian tidbit from you, uh, uh, listeners. So this is from Scholastic, and um, studies have actually been shown that we, ident- we as adults, we identify girls, young girls, as readers early on. And a lot of times we don't identify boys as readers early on. And so that's why you see a huge discrepancy between male and female readers as they get older. Mm-hmm. Like the, the numbers are different. Um, like when I worked in a middle school and a high school, definitely I had more female readers. And this includes even graphic novels. Um, so I do think adults that are listening, please, please, please don't discourage young boys from reading. Yeah. Um, because. I think it's good for them to hear early on, like, hey, you're also a reader. You're a really good reader. Because if you don't encourage that, then they're just going to grow up like, yeah, I'm not a reader or whatever. Leave that to the girls. And then there's no really good stories that they're going to want to read. Off my soapbox. I feel like, though, when I'm reading a book, I want there to be a balance between a male and female. Okay. Uh, Fun fact about the 
whole male and female thing. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, the guy who wrote Lord of the Rings and The okay. Hobbit, he was hesitant about putting a girl character in Lord of the Rings because, specifically Eowyn, because he didn't know how to write a female character without being portrayed as sexist. Okay, I can I see so, that. I mean, you don't want to make... You don't want to make a too feminist right. girl. And you don't want to make a too masculine girl. You want to make sure that your girl is treated like girls are treated. You don't want it to be like, like focused on her beauty or yeah, like she's nothing but just a beautiful thing to look at or she's so prim and proper. That's why a lot of like older classic books are sometimes, like especially romance ones, sometimes the female characters aren't treated well. Right. Yeah. Like how you have, I mean, think of fairy tales. Um, let's get back to talking about that one. I want to yeah. use that as a segue. Yeah. Um, I think about when you see anytime there's a princess and she's going to be saved uh-huh. by a beautiful, handsome prince. Yeah. The princess is being saved. Yeah. The prince is saving, right? Yeah. Like, well, why, why does the princess need help? Why um, isn't that the prince himself can land in trouble and the princess can't save her? Yeah. Um, I, I always liked Princess Shui from the Black Panther movies because oh. I feel like that's a good example of a balanced blend between uh, like pretty female and then like very tough and strong mm-hmm. and especially like most, I, 90% of the women Maybe ninety nine percent of the women in Black Panther, they could kick anyone's butt. Oh yeah, like you get on their wrong side and you won't be waking up happy tomorrow. I don't think you'll be waking up. No, you <laughs> you won't be waking up happy and you won't be waking up. Right. I'm with you on that. Um, so let's just jump straight into the Grimm's fairy tales. But- well, hold on. Before we do, I want to kind of oh. get back into the fractured yeah. fairy tales thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to pull up a book that I read like years ago that's what i'm trying to pull up right now while we're talking um and i do want to talk about the whole fractured fairy tale oh and i also do have some good ones to okay mention. so like uh you could do uh, t- a tale dark and grim by adam gidwitz that's a good one okay it's hansel and gretel did you read that one yes i did i liked it a when lot. did you read that uh i know we got it at uh nowhere one time shout okay. out to nowhere nowhere you're amazing nowhere bookstore in san antonio texas is fantastic Yay. um and then the original pinocchio book not the disney one the original one okay so tell me what makes the original different and stand out because the original it's not so child friendly pinocchio is smoking committing crimes i want to say he killed a man so this pinocchio's very fun. Yeah. He, he's he's the one when you go to a party in college, he's the reason why the cops get called. <laughs> not not because you guys were goofing off. No, because he was goofing off. So you want him at the party, but you also don't want him at the party. Um, And then the Stinky Cheese Man in Other mm-hmm. Family Stupid Tales. I, I remember reading that so much as a kid. Yeah, those are fun. Like, um, I brought that book to school. I was so devastated one time. I spilled milk on it. That is I was reading That's hard it. when a book gets ruined. Yeah. Um, and then the 
the true story of the three little pigs. Uh huh. Same. Uh, John. John. Yeah. I always can't say his name. Uh, Chester. Siesta. I don't know. I'm sorry, John. I said your name wrong. No matter yeah. what. Okay. Don't just don't sue us. He's not gonna sue us. Come on. Okay. What else you got? Um, and just in general, fractured fairy tale. Okay, so I do have this is um from Bridget Kimmerer, and it's uh the first book in the Curse Breaker series. It's called A Curse So Dark and Lonely. This is also a um Beauty and the Beast fractured fairy tales. So in it you have um Harper and Harper has I want to say MS. Could be wrong. Oh, I hope I'm saying the right thing. What is MS? Um, mus- multiple sclerosis? Yes. Multiple that sclerosis? Sclerosis. What is that? Um, it's basically like muscles. I'm probably saying this all wrong. I'm going to pause real fast so I can look it up so I'm not saying the wrong thing. Okay, I'm back. I actually came with notes because, again, I did not have notes today. I'm going off the top of my dome. So we just looked it up. So our main character, Harper, does not have MS, which does stand for multiple sclerosis, not muscular. Um, And she has cerebral palsy. And so cerebral palsy, it's basically where um, your body's struggles to maintain balance and posture. it deals with muscle weakness or muscle problems. Uh, so the main character in that book, she uses crutches to walk on. Doesn't Stephen Hawking? Didn't Stephen Hawking have that? I think so. I don't want to pause again to look, but yeah. I think he did. Um, and then MS or multiple sclerosis. This is going to be where your body is attacking itself. It's a it's a chronic disease where um your body just attacks itself on accident. It doesn't really know um, like, oh, hey, nope, body is good. It just kind of goes after itself. Whoopsie daisies accidentally killed my body. Yeah, so, but in A Bridge, or uh, Curse of Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kimmerer, um, our main character, she has cerebral palsy um, and she basically, it's like she time travels and she meets Prince Ren and it's it's I thought it was a really neat and different way to go about a fairy tale especially Beauty and the Beast it's not your normal like like um oh the the super beautiful girl that's lonely and awkward in the town and that everyone is fighting for um meets our prince the big um angry beast so i feel like i feel like the beauty i feel like beauty and the beast now is can get portrayed a lot of the older disney movies can get Mm -hmm. portrayed as like sexist oh yeah for sure um another one that i do want to mention walt disney himself was racist he's got a lot of issues going on yeah for sure um, but this one is Marissa Meyer and her Cinder series. This one was really good. I I was unsure about reading it at first because, I mean, you know, when you hear so much hype about a book, like I, for me as a reader, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Let me kind of 
let me let the hype calm down. And that way, those who are like, no, nah, I didn't like it, you know, they're going to be able to speak up because normally when there's hype, people don't really want to speak up against a book. So, but this one, it was really good. Um, I remember listening to it on audiobook. Um, so in this, our sender is a cyborg. And so it's more sci-fi than fantasy. And so it's like if you combine Cinderella with the Terminator. So Cinderella's just like walking around with like a shotgun and it's like, hey. No, she doesn't have a shotgun, but um, she is trying to get Prince Kai's attention. And, um, you know, we're stuck in a case of this is what society wants for me. This is what I want for me. Um, you know, my friends are all sick and I want to make sure that I can be there for my friends. And then there's the big ball and. And how does she get to go to the ball? So you still have some of the same elements you have in other fairy tales. Um, and before we hop into the next one, I do. The, this is not a. Well, OK, actually, there's another one. I want to mention Snow White by Matt Fellon, Fellon, P-H-E-L-A-N. Um, this one was so cool. This is where it takes place in the 1920s. This is a graphic novel version of it. Um, and instead of like all of your um why can i not think of anything sorry this takes place wherever um it's the great depression and your dwarves believe they are represented differently like the qualities you saw at the time so that one was really cool i like that one no the dwarfs Uh uh-huh probably like segue into the grim's fairy tale can i can i get like two more Okay. One one more. Okay. So Guinevere Deception. This is by Kirsten White. If you are being a King author, this definitely is a really cool one. Um, so in this Guinevere is undercover as King Arthur's wife and dark magic's involved. I think Guinevere is King Arthur's wife. Well, like this is No a, more Ghana's yeah. King Arthur's wife. Yeah. So this is like a different type of it 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 was it was really cool as a big hit with some of my like my higher fantasy readers okay so you want to talk about your books and then after that i've got one more book series i want to mention so go for it Uh so the grimm's fairy tales are read by philip pullman excellent book um we went to philadelphia and got this book so Mm -hmm. remember if you checked our social media we went to philadelphia uh we went to the mudo museum really cool museum um And I bought it there, and I was listening to a podcast about Grimm's Fairy Tales at the time, and I was like, you know what? I think I might want to get this one. And I did. I really enjoyed it. There were, it's, even though it's, it feels like you're reading, like, it feels like there's not much going on, because he's not really describing much, you can feel it. it. It's hard to describe. It's something you have to read it to believe it, like mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, but I liked what he did at the end where he would like, what type of story is this? What's some history behind it? What do I think about it? Some cool little notes about this. So I really liked it and I liked reading the original Grimm's. So, you know, you know, the great seven dwarfs from Disney Snow White, how they all had different personalities. The Grimm's, they made them all drunk because, you know, that's. So that was the original. Yeah. That's how they were. They were all because, just drunky make drunk drunk. And yeah. you can't have drunky make drunk drunk in a Disney. Yeah. And also, okay. um, 
uh, there was one in particular, one story that I really liked, and I think I might want to do this for Halloween, if we do a Halloween-based episode. It's called The Juniper Tree. It's absolutely messed up. A mom kills her son accidentally and then blames it on the daughter. So dad cooks son up in a stew without knowing it. Dad likes the stew. Mom and sister have a panic attack, and the rest of it plays out sort of like the telltale heart. Like, with the bird sings, the there's a bird in there that represents a song that sings a song over and over, and the mom hates it. The mom's, like, driven mad. Mm-hmm. At the end, I think she dies or something, because she lost her mind. It's absolutely messed up, but it's messed up in a way that it's good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I mean, it's not good that someone's cooked yeah, it. but it's it's interesting. And there have been, like, adaptations on that. I highly doubt Disney would do that, though. Cause has Disney... Let me see. What I, I, I'm sure Disney has taken a Grimm. Let me look that up. I know they've that. taken... They took Snow White. Snow White was Grimm. Yeah. Okay, so Disney Grimm's. We got... Uh, oh, yeah, they did the Brothers Grimm. Yeah. Uh, Little Mermaid, right? Yeah, Little Mermaid. Is that, that was one? I want to say so. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid is an example of, um, you know how you're giving those content warnings. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Cinderella? Uh, uh, was that one in your book? Uh, Cinderella. It should have been. Cinderella was not in my book. Okay, well, the Snow fairy White godmother was... doesn't exist. Um, and yes. S- yes, it was. It had a different name, though. I yeah. Think. So some of the names were changed. Snow White was Briar Rose. Mm-hmm. And then there was another story called Snow White and Rose Red. I made a joke about that. It was like it was like the Batman sequel of Snow White. You love Snow White. Now Snow White's back with her trusty sidekick, Red Rose. Okay, well, so I just looked up like what the difference is. This is from an Australian news site, abc.net. Um, I know, the Little Mermaid book. Hold on, let me... This is yeah. wild. Um, the, when the prince comes trying to find the owner of the slipper, the evil stepsisters resort to cutting off parts of their feet and try to fit the slipper. Yeah. One, hold on. One cuts off a toe and the other cuts off her heel. The blood dripping from their shoes gives them away. And in the end, they have their eyeballs pecked out by doves. Yeah. That, that's Grimm's for you. Yep. And the little mermaid, Ariel's not in there. She's just called the little mermaid. Okay. So she didn't have a, a no, name. No, she was just called the little mermaid. Okay. Sleeping Beauty, it was pretty close, actually. Disney did a pretty good job. Like, keeping it somewhat similar? Yeah. Okay, Snow White? Snow White, that was just bri- called Briar Rose, and I, there was Drunk Dwarfs. See, Beauty and the Beast was a Grimm's. Well, I think it was similar. Remember, we looked yeah. it up earlier, and oh, they, yeah, had they had similar. Yeah, they had their own version. Yeah. So, um. But I don't, I highly doubt Disney would ever do a Juniper Tree. No, because it's it's hard to get the permission and copyright. Well, no, because it's out of copyright. You could do that. But how can you make that story appropriate for children? Yeah. So that's part of the keys. How do you make a story? Back in the day, it would have been fine. Well, I mean, it was. But yeah. also, you, you have with the fairy tales, like, a lot of them were written um, to instill morals in kids, right? Like. Yeah. Oh, if you don't follow your mom and dad's directions, and they're gonna kill you and and turn you into stew. Uh, that happened because there was a demon that possessed the mom. But I mean, by parents saying that to yeah. a kid, like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell you this story," 
and best hope I not stew you up. Right. Yeah. If you if you act up, you want to become stew little Timmy? Didn't think so. Um. Good job, little Timmy. You tasted amazing. Yeah. Right. So, mm, I love the taste to my son. Do you feel like with the Grimm's fairy tales that I like comparing them? Like if that's what you're gonna say, like comparing them to what they are now. No, I mean not comparison, but do you see how a lot I mean it gets kind of a similar question. Do you see how a lot of stories we have now are um connected to those? Yeah, G- Tolkien was very heavily based off Grimm's. Okay. Um but I really like seeing Grimm's and then comparing them to like the Disney adaptations. Very different. Very different. Especially that Cinderella one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cut off. I'm gonna cut off my feet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cut off my toes and heels so I can fit in a glass slipper, and I'm gonna abuse my sister. Yep. Cause that's normal for Grimm's. In fact, it wasn't written for kids. It was written for adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I mean, most of that, most of the Grimm's fairy tales now are for kids. Well, um, yeah, they they kind of made it. Yeah acceptable and appropriate on yeah. the kids level okay so i i want to get it i know we're talking about fairy tales but i do want to mention this about fractured um remixed classics Ooh. um so it's a series that's called remixed classics and they're really cool i've read one the rest of them i would love to read i know i saw one, one so the one i've read is called so many beginnings and this is a little women remix so in this you still got your your four sisters and the story takes place in American or um, yeah, just like after the American Civil War. And it's I believe it's Roanoke. Island. Yeah, Roanoke Island. Um, they have the freed people's colony and each of the girls, you know, they still do the same thing that they were doing before and they still have the same problems they had before in the original. It's just um, now your cultural lens is different because you have a black family you're looking at in a um in a freed people black colony well i mean but but the colony that they're living in like the area they're living in Mm -hmm. it is it's specifically it was made so that way freed black people could have a place to be and so culturally um it's real different um than the other one also the time it takes place you know there was Slavery? one I saw and saw that was, like, really bad. What do you mean? So, there was one called Little Men, I think, where it was Little Women, but with men. Okay. Um. So, that would be that remix. But, but what it was, so I read the first chapter. I was like, okay, this is good. I read the first chapter of Little Women. It was just the exact same thing, but they just slapped men, I suppose. Gotcha. So, I was just laughing really hard. Yeah. So, well, these are really cool. So, there's that. That's the one I've read. And the other ones, I was like, ooh, I'm interested. Um, there's one that's called A Clash of Steel, Treasure Island remix. I read Treasure Island. Was it good? I honestly have not read Treasure Island, but I could see that being something you like. So this one is cool. Um, said. Yeah, Pops said that. So, but this one is really cool, the Treasure Island remix, because you've got two queer girls of color. Mm. Yeah, and it takes place um, on the legendary Dragon Fleet in the South China Sea. So you still have, you know, 
the story takes place on a boat, it's just doesn't follow along the same lines. Hmm. Um, they also have, which one is this? Oh, a Robin Hood remix. Um, that one, make sure I'm telling you the right thing about that one. This one I think is really like, it just sounds so cool. So this is from a Muslim perspective. Ooh, I wouldn't expect that. Yeah. Uh, Weathering Heights, what souls are made of. Is Weathering Heights good? I mean, it's not my thing, but other people, you know, it, it's, they really, really loved it. So What's that's it about just the height. Yeah. Away? No. Um, I heard it. I heard it's really boring. No, it's impossible to go one page without drinking coffee, just to stay up. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's just not my thing, but that's okay. Some people like absolutely love it. So this one takes place in North England, seventeen eighty six, and it takes place of two British Indian teens, hmm. um, growing up in Britain. So you know, you have that Indian perspective to it. Um, you have Great Gatsby, self-made boys. I know Pops like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely like so this one you're gonna have a, a queer trans love, hmm. which I think is, you know, super cool, just a different way about it. So it takes place in nineteen twenty two, so you still are in the same time period. You have a transgender boy from Wisconsin. Um, so that I think sounds really cool. A My Dear Henry, Jekyll and Hyde remix. I never read Jekyll and Hyde, but I hear it's amazing. Yeah. Like I said, these are classics. When I say kind of for a reason, they're classics because... Um, Pops also liked... Yeah. But I mean, like, like these, are, these are classics for a reason because like we still have them in our, our literary canon of, hey, you know, if you like this, you'd like this. Uh, but this one... I know ba- uh, Two-Face from Batman is based on mm-hmm. Jekyll and Hyde. So this one takes place London, eighteen eighty five, and this is a black queer teen uh, point of view. A lot of this is if it a lot of the romance ones are queer. Well, I think it's because you've got a remix to it. Yeah, you know, a lot of the originals are male female. So yeah, you're gonna I think attract a different kind of. Oh, that Romeo and Juliet is sort of ironic because some people thought Shakespeare uh, was queer. If not queer, then bi. Yeah, I mean, he, that's one of my theories for sure. Okay, so then you have uh, Teach the Torches to Burn, Romeo and Juliet remix, and this is Queer Star Cross Lovers. This takes place still in Verona, um, but... Same time period. I like how they keep yeah. some of the same time period. Yeah, so I think that's kind of neat. Well, it doesn't say time period. I'm sure it's still the same time period. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, but I think so this I is really neat to be able to, um, yeah, kind of just a different one. And what's this? Into the Bright Open, Secret Garden. Oh, Secret Garden was good. Is what? Just about a secret garden? No. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, there's a garden, but these kids go find it. And it's. Oh, didn't you read a graphic novel that was. Uh... Yeah, it was. It was. I know like a. Something about in Philadelphia or. West Philadelphia. No, that's that's Anne of Green Gables. Um, but there's a different one we read. So this is also a queer retelling. Um, and then most ardently, this one comes out next year. This is a Pride and Prejudice remix. So I just, I'm a fan of pushing remixes and Fracture Fairy Tales because I think the other one, like the original, well, hold on. Most ardently, the Pride and Prejudice, that one that is going to be released. Oh, wait, we are in 2024. It's released in 2024. So if it's not already out, oh, it's out. Okay. So, fighting prejudice about. I didn't read that one to be honest with you, but Um, this one it says a trans boy yearning for his freedom to live openly, centering queerness in a well-known story of longing and subvertly society's uh, patriarchal and 
cis heteronormative expectations. Um, London, eighteen twelve. So you do have um, like that trans representation and that trans point of view. So what I do like though about remixed and fractured fairy tales is you're taking this old, super out of date story um, when you're like, you know, hey, that storyline is super cool. I love this character. I love that character. What would happen if I did this with the character? What if I changed the setting? What if my character, instead of being four young white girls, but now they're four young black girls? What? So that's why I like it. Like we're still taking the bare bones of the story, but we're not. We're we're adjusting it to time, like today's times, and that's why I like them. I like. Have I read all of them? Absolutely not. But I love the idea of that of, hey, let's update this neat story. Let's maybe make some of these old racist, awful Ugh. stories. Well, let's, awful. Some of them are. Oh, some of them are awful, but it's like we have them in our canon still. Yeah. Right. So it's like, OK, well, how can I get more people to read these classics when they're out of date? And, and somewhat racist. And somewhat racist. Um, you know, how can we get more people to read? Well, you know what? If if you've got um some trans readers that want to read some books with representation in there, let's go ahead and let's take this story and let's update it with a trans um character, and let's make it to where our point of view in it is a maybe a trans healthy point of view. And another uh, uh like adaptation i'd like to talk about mm -hmm. there's like a whole manga series that focuses on adapting uh store like classics into manga mm -hmm. the only one i've read both the classic and the manga of would be frankenstein because i read frankenstein mm -hmm. and uh, the adaptation of it was like amazing like it captured like all the things about like trying to play god perfectly and all the imagery was amazing and like you could slowly see Victor's descent visually instead of having to read it. I yeah. I'd love them. I, most of the time when they're at the library, I try to check them out. So I think it's really neat that you know today you came to the table with a I want to say like the the Grimm's fairy tale book you read. That one was not a remix. That was just hey, we're taking the stories and we're going to keep them as they were, just translated into English. Well, no, and then he did change some stuff. But I mean, like, he didn't drastically change it. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. He kept the storyline. He even said in the beginning, in the introduction, like, I'm going to try to keep this as original as possible yeah. while still making it possible for me to write it. Right, for sure. So I think it's, it's really cool to have the two different sides of it of what is the original and what is the new updated version of it? Because these there's some really cool books out there to to look at and discuss. Um, I as a librarian, I think that the Fracture Fairy Tales are a really neat and interesting way to approach classics and in the canon. Um, I just I highly recommend it. Um, I can't stress them enough uh, to readers. You know, the ones who are like, well, I'm bored of everything. I've already read it. Okay, well, have you read this adaptation? Think about for readers who they want to stay in the same series because a lot of times those series follow the same storyline, right? The beginning. Yeah, but like the, you have the, the, it's 
just plug and play. Fill in the blanks, um, change the characters up, and maybe change your, your setting up, but... And maybe slightly change the conflict a little. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, like that's what you have in a lot of series. So I think that by doing the remix, you know what to expect because you know how that original story ends. Yeah. And I think that through taking those classics, you can still have the same ending. You know, you can still have it where it's happily ever after. It's happily ever after, like with fairy tales. You can still have um, Bell. Everyone dies. Yeah, you can still have that. You can still have it where Bell changes the beast. And you can still have it at the end of Romeo and Juliet, where they poison themselves. Right. And because that that wouldn't be Romeo and Juliet if they didn't do that. That would not be because that's Shakespeare. For mm-hmm. you. That wouldn't be Beauty and the Beast if she wasn't able to change him because she was able to teach him what love was. Yeah, that's Shakespeare in one sentence for you. Hey, so kill everyone at the end. Yeah, basically. But that's why I like that idea um, as someone who encourages reading, because, again, those people who kind of need that sense of familiarity, but they want something else like, hey, I'm bored of what I'm reading. But I want to feel something familiar. I want something that I know um, about. That's what, I think why I like that Bridget Kimmerer one because it's like, okay, I know Beauty and Beast, and this approach to it's real different because there's time travel. Um, yeah, so I I think that's kind of unique and different. Anything else do you want to add? No, not really. Okay. All right. You want to go ahead and yeah. sign us off. This is Elliot signing off. Hoping you have a great time reading and. I hope you like beef fajitas because I like them too. Hey, let kids read whatever books they want to read. Don't ban books. And That's if they wa- stupid. And if they want to eat a beef fajita while reading, let them eat a beef fajita while reading. And kids, you want to read a book? Check out the banned books list. That's a good place to start. Yeah, Mouse is a great one. Too. Bye. Bye.